Talk with Mr. B. Hello and welcome. This is Mr. B on Free Talk with Mr. B. Our guest today is highlighting the point. He's so glad his father didn't die. Let's hear why he made that point. This is Free Talk. Let's start off with Free Talk with Mr. B. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to Free Talk with Mr. B. Andy? Sir? How you doing? Good, boss. Are you? (laughs) I'm doing quite fine. It's trying to work out the network systems to call you. Okay. Oh, tell me, what's good going on with you? Tell us about you. Okay, I am Ndivisi Kwani. I'm from Nigeria. I am an IT professional. I work with Oyusav here in Dubai as a consultant IT support engineer. Nice, nice. So I came to Dubai in 2014 for my bachelor's and then for my final year bachelor's. So I finished, I graduated in 2015, went back home, then came back again for my master's. Okay. So I did my master's for two years, which is part-time. And then after after that, I joined OISERV as an intern. Then seven months down the line, I became a consultant. I see. Yeah, so... So in your family, you're the only one here from your country? You mean from my family? From your family, yeah. Yeah, from my family, I'm the only one here. I'm all alone. <laughs> How do you feel leaving your family to go to school and work abroad? How does that feel? Um, well, being an adventurous person, I felt good at the beginning. Then at a point I started missing home, you know, but I think now I'm okay. I'm, I'm just okay living alone, living outside home. <laughs> okay. So it came over you for a little while and then you kind of recovered from that feeling. Was exactly. It, was That's it more so, did you feel it more so when you more settled when you went back home to visit? Cause I'm sure you went back home at least a couple of times to visit, right? Yeah, I went back home in 2015 and then I came back in 2016. So since 2016, I haven't been back home. I've been here since 2016. Okay, well, that's quite some time. You haven't been home since 16. Okay. And you haven't felt homesick since that time? I felt homesick last year, December, because my dad was ill. I see. And then I wanted to see him because it was very critical, but um, he recovered and he's doing well now. So he was actually my main reason I see. for desiring to go home. Yeah. You communicate with him often? Yeah, at least, at least once a week, sometimes three times a week, sometimes four times a week, yeah. quite often. When I started doing this podcast, I realized, wait a minute, this, this, this location here in Dubai, many people are away from home, many are homesick and the struggle is to hang in there, do the best job they can. Um, so it's, it can be very challenging. 
especially if a family falls sick. And what happened to everyone is um, recently when no one could travel, how did that impact you when you felt that, wait a minute, even if you wanted to go home, you couldn't, how did that impact you? Well, um, yeah, yeah. For me, I think in 2017, I desired to go home, but um, I didn't have the means because I didn't have a very good job then. I was just an intern, so I got discouraged by the flight ticket. Yeah, the expenses of traveling. So yeah, I've been been impacted by that. Then as I told you earlier, I felt homesick last year, December, but due to office engagements, I couldn't just travel because um, they were supposed to have a very important meeting and I'm supposed to be the IT in charge to put things together. So there was no way I was going to leave that meeting because it's a kind of yearly meeting. So, so yeah, I've been quite impacted by that. Yeah, I think some people think uh, females feel homesick more, but us males, uh, I mean, I remember traveling and I, it took me way less than two weeks. I was terribly homesick. And uh, by the third week, it's like, what in the world am I doing? But I still did it anyway. <laughs> so it's pretty mm-hmm. tough. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes people at home think everything is, is rosy for you. Did you get some of that? Did you, did you get an idea that some people think everything is beautiful for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're in Dubai and the city is very nice. The Arabians, they have money, so they believe you have a lot of money, you know. So when they see media in the when they see Dubai in the media, so they just assume you are living a luxurious life. I see. I so see. That's how it's, so and then of course, of course, when anyone has problems, especially the ones very close to you, like like your little ones they'll be like hey bro can you help me out and some of them will be like hey bro can you buy me iphone 11 <laughs> can you so you you might have like a lot of requests people demanding luxury from you because they believe you're in dubai and you have a lot of money right they so, but they don't really understand the struggle that's correct so they don't know what your routine is what your real life is like and why you didn't come yeah. home earlier because of the expenses yet um, they ask for a, an item that's like exorbitant amount of money in an exchange. Now, I think doesn't an 11, which is you're speaking about an iPhone 11 costs in Dubai about 5,000 dirhams. Yeah. And okay. I think I have my calculation. What is that in, in your home country's funds? Okay. Before, before, let me say before the coronavirus, it was like 500,000 naira. Oh, wow. Seriously. It's it's like half a million there, I know. A half a million of the local money. And to put that in perspective for our audiences, I knew when I I lived and worked there, that someone, like for example, in a month will make about 30,000. So someone else asking for a half a million Naira item is asking for something very serious, thinking that you can get it because you're in a location. Exactly. Wow, and you can see the impact on that. Does it stress you out when someone asks that? Um, yeah, I, at first I got stressed out, and um, and and these guys like um, like nineteen years old, you know, just a teenager, you know, so <laughs> still in high school, and then um, yeah, I was stressed out. I was a bit worried because um, I love him and I just want to make him happy, but 
After some time, I just had to explain to him, hey, bro, this is too expensive for me. I will get you a phone, but I will get you exactly what I can afford. Right. And he understood. I was like, yeah. So I just realized that he wasn't just being greedy. He was being honest because he thought big bro is in Dubai. He can easily afford it. So I don't really blame him for that. And you never discussed how much your monthly salary is. So he doesn't, wouldn't understand the impact of, of making a purchase that large. And people ask for things that they think you could afford it when they don't know your circumstances. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't discuss my salary with them, right. at least with the younger ones. But yeah, it just appears as if you're so rich because you're in Dubai. Yeah, and then um, if you take pictures here, yeah, they will see very luxurious background and. They think everything is good. So in, in that effect, you have to minimize posting pictures on social media because they would think you're not going It's almost like it's not fair, right? Because, I mean, you didn't create the lights and the sparkly buildings and the, and the glass towers and the architecture. You're just a small, um, we call it, we are, we are small fish in a big pond, and, but it's the appearance of, of something bigger that people see in feel free to ask for large gifts. It's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. You know, and we, uh, they always think, um, or some always think we can solve their problems and maybe it was a, it's not the right gift to get, uh, it's not the right gift sometimes. Um, I remember watching a movie. It actually was called The Gods Must Be Crazy. And it was a, a Coca-Cola oh, yeah. bottle, bottle that fell into the <laughs> into the African community. And they were fighting over the, the Coca bottle coca-cola bottle because it had so many functions as a use and then the one person end up hitting the other person over the head with it because they wanted it and it's kind of in a good example of why a certain gift might not be the right gift for for everyone you know in fact yeah. you, you saw that movie you remember yeah yeah, yeah I remember. did you remember yeah, what yeah. the guy was trying to do with the bottle I think he, he went to the end of the world and threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He thinks the, um, the gift was so controversial that he would go to the ends of the earth and throw it away. The gods must be crazy giving us such a gift. And it, <laughs> it's like an iPhone, um, an iPhone 11. I mean, some gifts does not belong in some households and the costs for it could be a cause of friction because a uh, half a million local money in Nigeria might go a long way if someone was to save some, spend some, do other things with it compared to dropping an iPhone on the ground and breaking it. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, you want to give your, your little brothers a, a gift and you're like, I don't think that's the right gift sometimes. Very nice. Very nice. Exactly. And, you know, in our podcast, our goal was always to talk about these everyday things and and this is an absolute everyday thing to you because it, it impacts your life. The, the loneliness, the, uh, the homesickness, the communication with home. Um, how is your, and you said your, your dad is a lot better now. What about the rest of your family? How are they? Um, they're all well, like I'm really blessed. They are, they're all doing well. My dad was the only challenge. And then, um, yeah, because of my love for him, I really wanted to see him. And then, um, yeah, there was a time he actually mounted pressure on me. He was like, he called me and he was speaking as if he's going to die. So he was like, in case you don't hear from me again, right. I just want to let you know this, that, 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 that. Since you're not able to come home, if anything goes wrong, this. So he just gave me his last words as a man that was, that was going to die in about 
God saved him, and I thank God for that. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know if I'm answering the question, but... No, you, you I, are. I was going to ask you next. I mean, and we all face this sometimes because I say things like if I was going to die the next day. But what what were his parting, his potential parting words? You mean you want to know the exact words he I, told me? Are you at liberty to say? Um, <laughs> um, you just like, okay, I would say some of them. He was like, um, you take care of your siblings. Make sure everything is well with them. Always check up. Like he was like, try to be a dad to your siblings. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And he told me if if anything goes wrong, don't spend so much money in my funeral. Uh, that's <laughs> a good one. I say that all the time. I say that all yeah, the time. He told, he told me clearly, he said, if anything happens, don't spend money on my funeral. Very nice. Just bury me. Yeah. So, so, um, and, um, but somehow I, I didn't believe I was going to die. I had faith. I don't know. That's, that's good. That's good. Because, you know, um, I say, and it's interesting that I say that all the time. I never spoke to you about this one subject, but I say it all the time because I think it's, to me, it's so wasteful. And I have a saying that says, give flowers when we're alive, not when we're dead. And I want my flowers now. <laughs> I want my love and admiration and the gifts now. Spend money on me now. Forget about that after I die. <laughs> so maybe that's what your dad was saying. So that tells me you're the oldest. You're the oldest. Um, actually, I am the youngest. <laughs> oh, interesting. I am the youngest, but I think he he has a, like a measure of trust in me, and I that's why he told me take care of your siblings because they are all older. <laughs> I see. I see. And you maybe you took a path very different from them and and you're the only one as far as i can tell like i say you're the only one here so did any of them yeah. any of the others ever went overseas to school or did that all get passed down to you um actually no i'm the only one that studied abroad yeah but um yeah i'm the only one i just took a different path yeah very interesting so um take care of them take care of yourself and uh, um, and don't spend money on his burial. I know um, the culture in Nigeria is if you are away and you had to come home, they will keep, um, I'm not sure what they do to protect the body, but they will keep it as long as necessary till you get home. Isn't that true? Yes, they have. They will keep it until you get home. And is that cultural in all of the cultural groups in Nigeria that they will do that? Because I, I experienced a lot of people, a lot of my students in the past who had to go home or wait to get home or something. Um, well, I think the northerners, they don't keep it for a long time. They just but that's because do it fast. Their northerners are more following the Muslim aspect of the country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they have certain rules about that. But the, what we call the Christian South, they will um, preserve the body as long so the family members can get home from far. Exactly, yeah. So some, sometimes I heard for quite a long time, I was like, what, you didn't bury the person yet? What's taking so long? And then I get to understand that they say, no, we have to wait until blah, blah, blah. I'm glad your, your father told you. I think I will copy his last words because I, I tell my family too, please do not spend any money on me. Then I want my, I want my charity now. <laughs> yeah. Very and, uh, I, I, I got his blessings before <laughs> earlier. So he gave me blessings. 
<laughs> no, so, that's beautiful. Yeah. Isn't it nice so, uh, to um to have it now while you know he's alive and you're alive? What's yeah, the what's the, what do you think would have been the difference if he if you got it now compared to later? Those blessings. Um, I think um the difference. I don't know. I think it gives me more courage now. You know, because um, for instance, he told me you have golden fingers and you're gonna get um, golden results. Whatever you do will prosper because of this and because you trust in the Lord. He was like, he was telling me how much I trust God and how much God loves me. Like, like he kind of encouraged me. Like, yeah, it can be very encouraging. Me, yeah. Yeah, he was like, son, he said, listen to me, nothing can happen to you, nothing can harm you just because you trust God. He was like, if I've been able to live this long without knowing God as much as you do, then for you, nothing. So he gave me a lot of assurance. Yeah, so. Oh, very interesting. You know, very interesting that he gave those blessings. Yeah, I'm really glad. <laughs> It's just one of those things that we we don't always hear parting words until it's time. When it's too late, you hear words. And I'm the type of person also like my words early. And so I try to give words early. This um, this podcast I'm doing is for as a form of giving back. And and uh, I think as we start sharing with the global community and giving back, we're almost like doing the same thing. We're giving words of encouragement. We're giving back words that people can benefit from now and not when it's too late. Uh, I would not yeah. personally like to, to have everyone read a, an obituary about a, what a nice guy I was. I like to, I like to be nice now and yeah. talk about it now. Yeah. So someone could benefit from it if there's something. And I think some of what you say or said, people can benefit from. I really think they can. And so our listeners, as we share our listeners, to our listeners in Nigeria and around the world, maybe your colleagues and, and friends can hear this. You know, if you went back to your university and you they wanted you to be the guest speaker, let's say you invited all the way back home to Nigeria to your school there, and they want you to, to give them a advice about life. And what would you like say, what would you tell them? You know, because you're you're invited to tell them something very important for them to remember. What would you tell them? Um, I could tell them general words that, um, that, let me say, that are working for me, the stuff that are working for me. Yeah. I'll tell them to have a goal. Like, uh, make sure you have a goal. Make sure there's something you want to achieve. See it clearly. If it's possible, put it down. You know, so because... I have a Christian background, so I have to quote scriptures. And I'm sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> so never, now, never apologize for that. Never. Yeah. So my scripture says, write the vision down, though it might tarry, but it will surely come to pass. So now you put the vision down on a paper. Then every day you just have to do something towards it. Have a plan for it. Walk towards it. You will surely achieve it. Because I remember I dreamt of studying abroad and yeah. But actually at first I didn't have the means. When I went to the embassy for the first time, um, that's for UK. They denied me visa. Yeah, but I didn't give up on the dream. So 
Yeah, and here am I. I've completed my studies, bachelor's and master's. Yeah, so I will just tell them the same thing. Have a vision, put it down. It might take time, but it will surely come. And then um, I will also tell them to to trust God because I believe in the supernatural. So they have to trust God and yeah, Very whatever, well. whatever they choose to do will prosper, whatever. So, yeah. Very nice. It's a good, good advice to be able to visualize what you want to do and capture it on paper and put it on your refrigerator, put it on your notepad, put it in your the things you see, put it on your phone screen so you can say, that's your goal, that's your dream. So I, I like that. It's very, very cool. It will sure come to pass. Right? It yeah. will, you know, it will sure come to pass. I, I like that. So, dude, it was really, really nice to have you on. I know <laughs> I do this to everyone. They can't anticipate how it do, how this conversation will go. But this is how I, I wish it would go. It's real, and I like that. And look forward to having you on again. You may have subjects you want to capture and, and parts of your life you want to expand on. So we definitely invite you back and invite everyone to the free talk with Mr. B. This is where we can we can let things out. So thank you so much. Okay, Mr. B, it's my honor. Thank you, too. Okay, you take care. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, cheers. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to Free Talk with Mr. B. Please remember to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss the next episode.